What up, what up? This is your boy Checo. This is your boy Noi. What up? And this is Compass Unfiltered. Thank you guys for listening, for watching. Make sure you guys follow all of our social media. Subscribe and like. And make sure you go rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you drop a comment on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe. Yes, sir. Enjoy the episode. Do you have any pets? I do. What I do have, have a cat. You have a cat? I have a cat. Her name is Frida. Uh, I was oh. just telling him that it's uh, after Frida Kahlo. So. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. How is that? Like, do you leave like a pet sitter or anything like that? My because parents, los abuelitos. My parents are like the little fur uh, grandparents. So. Oh, okay, so when you leave to, uh, to Springfield, Springfield or anywhere, like yeah. that's, where you, that's where you drop them off at. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So she got ad- adjusted, and and they're cat. She's people? comfortable. Oh, they're cat people. No, they weren't. Uh, I made them cat people. My dad especially, like he's a traditional Latino man. So it's like dogs and cats are belong in the street, outside. like outside, yeah. not inside the house. And eventually I just came with a cat and I was like, hey, here's a cat. And then but now, now they like it? Or my they... dad, yeah. It's like, oh, hola bonita. How are you, precious? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no like no. to me? <laughs> and then I look at my dad and like, to the cat. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> because i got i mean you heard them when you walk when you walked in i have two dogs yeah and the other day bro um i i walk them in the morning before i go to work there was a skunk so i've ran into like raccoons possums or whatever my dogs want to like chase it i'm like no let's just keep going this skunk started chasing us Oh. It was the scariest <laughs> thing for for me. <laughs> I've never ran so fast with my dogs in my life, bro. Like that thing was just charging, and then I I turned back. I'm like, he's probably gonna like stop after like a block. <laughs> that thing kept going. Oh my god, their things are vicious, bro. Are they though? I don't know. It, well, it, it scared me. Maybe I thought they're supposed to be scared of us. Supposedly, but apparently not. But now we have mountain lions not that far away. Uh, really? Do you guys hear Here? about that? No. Yeah. Um. In I-88. Uh, in DuPage County area um, was the was mountain spotted. lion was crossing the street or the highway and got killed by a, a, a car. Yeah. And, and the state trooper, actually, there's pictures in on Facebook on about this cat, huge cat that was on and um, I-88. So not that far away from us. Do you think probably someone had it? And like, yeah, I don't, maybe I don't like know. as a pet, let it out in a while. I don't know, because I know they're rare. They are rare. There's, I think, maybe a few in Illinois, but and that was, of course, one of them. But it was just surprising to see. Yeah, that close. Yeah, yeah, that it was super close to us. It's like be careful. We, I mean, we have to be careful with coyotes when it comes to little small animals. But now mountain lions. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is nuts. something that I was wondering. I mean, at the same time, I think it all happens with the environment. Uh, where the environment's changing, Mother Nature, um, climate change is a thing, and we're kind of leaving these animals homeless in a way. And so they tend to start coming to our areas because they don't know anywhere else to go. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But is that like, our mount- I wonder if mountain lions are like common like north from us. Maybe that's why they're coming down, you would think? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Man, we're not, good, we're not, not sure. experts, man. We're not going to say anything. People are going to be like, um, fake news, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I see a lot of the, I, I think I mentioned it before, On the, I have the ring camera. So people just keep posting stuff like coyotes or a fox. Or mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my, I got to turn these notifications off. Because yes. they, they just keep putting stuff on. Oh, my dog or my pet. And I'm like, man. 
but it's constant. <laughs> it is. And that's by us and we're it's pretty populated. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. But that doesn't get you like so do you get like actual video or you just get messages? Yeah, they'll, no, they'll post a video of it. So you, you don't be click clicking through it. them? I mean, if it says it attacked my dog, I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but most of them the, the That's the, messed up, bro. The, I know. But the light will just come on and then it'll just realize that it's being recorded or you know, the light came on and it gets spooked and it'll just kind of mm. run away. You know, it's not like the dog's never being attacked, but I can see it happening, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But, no. Hey. It's just annoying. The notifications. The notifications. Yeah. Lost dog. Lost cat. Fox yeah. spotted. Or, you know, coyote spotted. Mm. And it's like, all right. But it's para que you this way. That is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about my kids going to school. Like, yeah, it's probably, you know, good to know. I feel but, bad when I get a ring uh, notification and it's like, oh, I'm sorry for whoever lost their cat. And I'm like, oh, like, I... I, when I think lost, it's like they're roaming around somewhere. And they're like, no, they got run over by a car. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Like, that's sad. That's messed up. Why right, would they start off right. the news like that? It's like, I hope your cat wasn't the one that was run over. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't want to think about that. You go check for Frida? Like, All right, you're <laughs> yeah, good. Say, <laughs> like, like, you're good. Frida is a home, stay home cat. I don't let her go anywhere. So here's a question yeah. for you. Did you declaw the cat? No. Actually, I want to make a, a legislation that will ban declaw okay, of well, cats. I think that's that good. Down. Yeah. Because it's it's inhumane how they do it. Um, they actually, it's up to their knuckles. So mm. they cut um, not only their nail, but up to their knuckles. Uh, so it's very painful. And I mean, if you let your cat roam around, it won't be able to defend themselves. Yeah. So that's another thing as well. So you're working on that already? I am. I am. I am working on that right now. And hopefully, I mean, I, we're probably going to present that in 2023. But I'm, we're doing the research and the studies on what are some special cases that maybe decline might happen. So if the animal is uh, sick or um, it's a medical condition, like, okay, make sure they decline the cat. But we don't want – what we, we're trying to prevent is anyone who just says, you know what, they're ruining my furniture – um, right. Like that's not a real reason. Like that's something that you can probably train your cat. Make make sure you cut their nails every month, um, and so on. If you don't want to cut their nails, send them to a, like a, a vet or a, like a cat a spa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and do that. Um, but there's no need to declaw the cat. What do you think the probability of that law passing? I don't know. I heard that in the past uh, they had some difficult time um, passing it through, but. Just a year ago, actually, maybe, yeah, just a year ago, uh, we were able to pass legislation to ban puppy mills. So the fur babies in the mall yeah, um, and Petland and all that, uh, all those stores, like, they're not supposed to be open. I know fur babies in, um, in here in Aurora, they're still open because they found a loophole. Uh, but currently, we're st- trying to close that loophole. So because, as we know, puppy mills... Are, it's a business. It's not to take care of the animal or because they want to protect the animal. It's just to make money. They don't care if the animal is sick or anything. Um, and then the financing uh, part of it, sometimes they charge you a lot more than the puppy. Um, they might charge you like 10% of a financing and it's a lot more than you wanted. So the puppy overall might be like $6,000. And you could go to the animal shelter and adopt an animal for a hundred dollars, yeah. um, and you know they might need rescue, and that's what I did for Frida. I got her from the animal shelter in Aurora, and it was only a hundred dollars. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Just because um, our first dog, we uh, we wanted to get him a brother. You know, we wanted to get him a, a little sibling or whatnot. And we actually did go to like one of these uh, fur babies or whatever it was called. <laughs> It was like 000. twelve grand, bro. Yeah, they're insane. Twelve we, grand. And they're like, oh, but we you know, we can give you a discount. And I'm like, mm. what's the discount? Like 99% off? Because like this is crazy. <laughs> right. No. And it was like, it was like five hundred bucks off. Right. And I was like, no. And then like, oh, but you can finance. And I'm like, I'm not gonna finance a pet, bro. Like right. this is crazy. And then on top of that, like I feel like they don't do proper like care and they say they go through like this whole process of like going to a vet and whatnot. I'm like, but you know, you hear so many stories like where they do come out like very sick, you know? Yeah. Right. Because they do all the deworming there. I mean, they're not going to, they're there to make money. Yeah. Right? So they're going to give them all the deworming and everything that a vet would do professionally. They're they're having their employees do. I mean, mm-hmm. this is regular people, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, we I would take the kids there to pet the dogs all the time, you know? So that was their, like the highlight of going to the mall was my kids wanted to go to the furry. So furry thanks, babies, thanks yeah. to you, they closed. <laughs> well, not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. They're still open. They're still open. They're still open. But I don't, I don't think the one in Stratford is closed. Um, no, I think there's three overall in Illinois. Oh, okay. They're still so open. open. But um, they, I mean, Happiness Pets was supposed to open um, close to the mall. They definitely shut down after okay. that bill. Okay. Um, other stores, Petland, I think, is pretty much shutting down. Or they have an option. They can um, sell animals that are like rescue animals but i i'm assuming they don't want that because they know they won't make money no they want that. the cute yeah. expensive dogs right. i think the when i went there they had the english bulldog there i think they wanted eight thousand for it i want to say wow something like that and i was yeah i was like what put the dog down son <laughs> <laughs> like not that one <laughs> not that not any of them we walked out of there we would just take them to go pet the dogs you know right. go pet the animals yeah. yeah yeah but that was it well, that's that's pretty cool. So no decline and no fur berries, uh, fur, fur baby babies, stores. No. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh let's introduce our guest, bro. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yes, I'm re-recording this just because I didn't give my guest a proper introduction. She's born and raised in Aurora, the youngest Latina to be a state representative for Illinois, Barbara Hernandez. Or should I say it in, in Spanish? Barbara, Barbara Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> welcome to Compass and Filter. Thank you for Thank coming, you. man. What do you prefer? Having me. Barbara is fine. Barbara. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't use it as often because of my job, of course. A lot of people are like, what do you mean, Barbara? Like, they can't roll their R's. And, so you're like, oh, Barb? Yeah. So they, do they say that? Like, they call Barb me Barb, Barb, and I, I dislike it so much. Uh, I hate it when people call me Barb. Why? I imagine Barbara Walters, mm. like an older lady. And she's amazing. She's done a great, she's a great journalist, but I just, that's what I think about it. And you're like, and no. No, I'm like, no. I so, feel like they're also um, making my name sound more Caucasian. And of course, that's not who I am. And I'm proud of the name that I have. I mean, I, I was named after my grandmother, uh, Barbara Isabel Hernandez, um, my both grandmothers, and they both have strong characters. So I, I want to live their legacy from that. Um, but yeah, that's why I, I prefer Barbara, Barbara overall. But I know some people can't. Maybe pronounce the my the R. So Barbara, uh, like Barbara's fine, but when they shorten up to Barb, it's like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> do you <laughs> correct people or no? I do sometimes. I do, like especially as a close friends. I'm like, no, yeah, no, no, Barb, <laughs> Bar- Barbara is fine. Barb. Yeah. yeah. So let's. Uh, we want to know a little bit more about you. Um, I know you were born and raised in Aurora. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we, I told you, we listened to the other pod that you were on. 
And both me and my compañero, we found it like very interesting. Um, I think your story definitely relates to like a lot of Latinos, a lot of Mexicans, uh, like how your parents come over here and which um, that's exactly how like my parents came here. They actually came like on a visa type of thing. Like, so, but then I think once they were here, you know, one way or another, I think <laughs> we're, we're still here. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're good. But, um, and, and that's how you guys can't nah, yeah. <laughs> not just play. Don't come for me, bro. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, but it's the, I, I like that part of the, of your, or your story. Um, and you just, just tell us more, like more about your family, more about yourself. Um, yeah. how do you, how you guys came, you're from the FA. Mm-hmm. We found that out as well. Yes. Yeah, so my- from the FA. Memorial Day, right? That's like Memorial when you guys Day, came. Yeah, yeah. My dad did not know it was Memorial Day. Um, back in 1992, my mom was six months pregnant with me. They came with like I think a few luggages, not a lot, uh, maybe two. Um, and my mom had to hide her pregnancy because it, it was six months. And during that time frame, I don't know now, but um, the doctors would recommend like if you're six months long, like maybe don't fly, don't don't do, travel. Yeah, don't travel that much. Um, but she wore a big shirt to hide her pregnancy and she arrived in Memorial Day with my dad and, um, they were asking around like, Hey, why is it so empty? Is this, is the streets always this empty? It's like, no, it's because it's a holiday. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And they arrived in Aurora. They had a few friends actually here, um, that they met through my uncle. Um, cause my uncle was traveling back and forth to like Los Angeles to Chicago and different places and eventually met a family and was like, Hey, can you host my, my, my brother? And, um, we were there for, uh, 13 years. We lived in, in the house. Um, well upstairs, not in, in the house. I was like upstairs in a, um, a little apartment, a one bedroom apartment. And my, my brother, my family, we all lived under like one bedroom. So this was like a duplex type of building? Yeah, okay. it was. Or it was actually a man-made duplex. Um, mm. As we've seen that in yeah, the Latino yeah. community, it's like not really a... Like customized. Yeah, it's customized. Like it technically was a whole one house, but they just like yeah. made a sev- several walls and added an entrance and that's your... They, they made it work. Yeah, that's your <laughs> area. So that's what we, we would do. Have you been back to that place? No, I haven't. I, I sometimes do pass like outside of the place and just like see how it's changed throughout the years because um, I, I mean I, I was born and raised there so that's I have a lot of pictures from that place but I, I do tend to just take a look from the outside and remember um, and it's of course a very emotional moment when I do that because I, I do want to go inside sometimes and see how it changed because I think that's something that people don't realize um, in the Latino community it's um Sometimes you're in one room, one room with your parents, with everybody in there. Sometimes yeah. multiple families in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whenever my uh, grandparents from Mexico, from my dad's side, would come to uh, visit, I mean, they would have, pack. yeah, they would have to either stay in our bedroom when we're all there, or they would take over the living room. But overall, I mean, it was just a small place, and I don't know how we made it work. Um, eventually, my parents were like, you know what? It's time. It's time for us to buy a house. And this one, this was um, when they were undocumented. So they were trying to figure out, like, how do we buy a house? Yeah. Um, and they bought a house uh, not that far away from here, actually, um, when I was 13. And we moved. 
And that was like one of the biggest moments for my parents because like independence, no landlords. Um, it, nobody would come and knock on the door saying, hey, you're being, your children are running around your house. Um, and my children below are very, uh, they're sleeping, you know, it, it was, and then my mom would have to have that conversation like, hey, I know you're, you want to run your kids, right? But you can't like sit down and just do some work or read or something. Get creative. Yeah. Yeah. It gets tough. It is. Yeah. Those times are tough. It is. Did, did you ever, um, cause I, at least myself, uh-huh. um, uh, my, we lived in like an apartment type of duplex type of uh, building as well. It was two bedrooms and I actually had to sleep in the hallway. Like that was my bedroom. Like uh-huh. the hallway was like my bedroom. That shit was crazy. My sister's, um, that sucks. To, it, <laughs> it does, but like, that's what you got to do, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, that's where I had like my little, like, um, it's a twin bed, but it was like a. A foldable? Yeah. Okay. Almost, so like, a, put a, it almost like a cot. Like, yeah. a, you know what I mean? Okay. Like that's, that's what I had. Like yeah. that's, you know, that's how we came up. It builds, it builds character though. Dude. It does like, build character. Yeah. I feel like. Those things definitely build character, give you a personality. You know, and sometimes you run into stuff that's real tough and you're like, man, I've been through tougher, you know? Yeah. And it kind of helps you move along in life. I, I mean, that's the way I see it. For sure. And I do pass by every now and then as well, like by my old house mm-hmm. or whatever. And we passed by the other day. The other day. We, had, we had gone to go eat um, at Birreria Ocotlan. And uh, I had told my compa, no, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, that's my house. And he's like, oh, that's nice. And then he saw the neighborhood. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I said, but, keep um, going. Don't stop. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, don't stop here. Like, no, nah, we're no, But it's, it's the need. It's like, yeah. it's the need. at least you had a home and we had a roof. And um, so, yeah. So that's all I counted for my family. But now, I mean, we have, uh, we have a house and you have a house and. Yeah. You're able to, um, you know, have a have a better life for your family as of well. Of course, yeah. So I think that's the goal, and and that was my parents' goal, and now, yeah. Now we're here. How was um growing up here? Like a little bit, kind of fast forward. I'm I'm more interested in like in the that high school. Did you go to East? I did. I How did was go to that? East. It was challenging. It was challenging. I was very shy growing up. Um, I was very. Mm, Besides shy, I think it was because of my parents knowing that they were undocumented. My parents were always like, hey, don't tell people. Like, be quiet. Don't tell anyone. Because you never know. Right. Someone would have said something and it's like, hey, like, she has a family that are undocumented and call ICE, right? Uh, and this was years ago, decades ago. And before anyone would talk about undocumented or be open about it. Um, so growing up, it was in high school. Um, I felt like I had to be quiet about it, but also help people. And that's where I, I think I found myself a little bit more on what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a pastry chef uh, for the longest time. I love pastries. And then uh, after a while, I was like, yeah, this is not maybe something I want to do. And I've, I've t- been told before that, um, that they saw me in leadership. And I was like, how does that pay the bills? Like, what is leadership? Right. What does that mean? And then eventually I was like, oh, you can be a politician. You can do this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like politicians. I'm not a fan of that. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe I can be a politician, but show people that I can be different, that I'm not the typical uh, old individual uh, white male uh, politician um, that is just 
they're for themselves and for their family and that's it. I wanted to show people that, you know, and especially in Aurora, um, that I was, I was different, that I wanted to do and help my community. Uh, growing up in Aurora, I mean, uh, it was challenging because people would tell you that, you know, you're going to get shot, you're going to be in gangs, there's going to be drugs. Uh, I went to Waldo Middle School. I remember that in Waldo, uh, I got very scared from people just saying that. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to Waldo. I remember my dad was advocating to take me out of Waldo. It's like, I want her to go to another school. And I was crying because I'm like, I don't want to get shot. And I was like, it was very emotional. And that was me as a sixth grader, um, not knowing what's going on. But I heard from my friends. I heard everybody's like, hey, you're, yeah, this is, Easter is bad. That's what people would say. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be here in Waldo. I'm going to make sure that I, I surround myself with positive people and good friends. My family was always there as well to show up. My dad would randomly show to my classes in no the middle way. of the day like he would show up and it's like and i could see the teacher and the um dean talking it's like uh we have a visitor here they want to chaperone today and it's like oh, okay who is it and like um it's barbara's dad and i was like oh no i was like Tráigame tierra. I'm like no <laughs> yeah, i don't want yeah. this um and my dad would sit in the back and um just see how i was as a student was like is she interacting is she not doing her work what is she doing um because I was in bilingual for the most of my my um, school career until I was in uh, sixth grade. And then I went uh, to like English. sheltered, I guess, uh, classes and then transferred to only English by seventh grade. Um, but my dad would show up and just make sure that I, nobody was picking on me, no bullying was going on, that, um, that I was doing my work, that I, teachers were, you know, helping me out. I felt the pressure there. Uh, of course, uh, my dad would also um, like take me to my the door of the school and be like, "Okay, here you are. You're going in." My mom, even in high school, would still walk me to school. Um, they picked a house close by for, um, to East Aurora so they can walk me to school. No way. Yeah, and so, so they I was super involved. Yeah, they now, were. Now, if you don't mind me asking, what does your dad do for a living? He How works he two jobs. Um, he's a warehouse mechanic. And he works at O'Reilly's, or I think it's a, still O'Reilly's. Um, like a parts, Lake Street. Uh, car parts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he would make time to go to your class and like shop Yeah, around. yeah. Yeah, he would just that show up. That is super, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I was going to say, now it's cool. But yeah, back, back then, then, I was not. I was like, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> do you think the kids now are like okay with that? I no. think I No, they, no, they still think it's lame, no? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, <laughs> my, my nieces, bro, they're they're like that. You know, like they like, they kind of want to be on their own, but then they don't want to be on their own because of social media. And they do see stuff like that, like I might get shot. Yeah. You know, so it's like they do act like oh, I want to be my own, but then they see stuff like that, they're like oh, I'm just gonna stay home. Yeah. So for sure, but I they see I still think they see it the same way. Like it's right. kind of they don't want their parents there. You know. Well, mm -hmm. quick side note: it's not as easy um, as it was back then to go into chaperone in a classroom. Right. So now you get a background check. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we, I didn't know, but my wife, you know, called in and said, I want to sit in on the class. And they were like, okay, wow. yeah, background check coming soon. <laughs> right. That's good wow. though, right? Of course, based yeah. on what's going on right. now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just, just a sidebar. No, yeah, yeah for but sure. No, like my dad would go that day and be like, I want to be in her class. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Things go. were so right. different in the 90s. You know, yeah. he probably showed his ID or whatever. And yeah. And that was it. That was it.
Yeah. Well, good thing that things change though, because of you know. Yeah, because of crazy people. Yeah, crazy, really crazy people. Um, so I want to get into like how you got into politics. Um, I know you you did like an internship, right? I did. Or- with Linda Chapalavia, she was the state representative before me. Uh, I did an internship after high school. She was actually the one that told me, you know, I see you as a leader. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what that means. Like my dad told me before, he's like, yeah, you should go for leadership stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that, dad. Um, and I I, uh, I went to her office one day and it was two weeks before high school graduation. And I was like super certain I wanted to do pastry chef. And then that day I was like, yeah, maybe not. I don't want to do this anymore. And she canceled all her meetings, took me to Obanza Community College, um, and we talked to an advisor, and they actually enrolled me in political science classes that day. Um, and after that, she's like, hey, do you want to intern from my office? And I said, yes. I was there almost a year, and she offered me a job um, with her, and I, I was there with her ever since uh, for eight years, the next eight years. And then she left in 2019. Uh, to become uh, director of veterans affairs, and um, I, I was appointed to her role um, in 2019. So, but I mean, I, I'll, honestly, I got involved in politics because of my family, um, mainly because I saw the injustices that were going on with, with everything that we talked about, like yeah. the the housing, the healthcare, the the immigration um, items, and so on. Um, so that's what I. I decided to get involved in politics, and eventually, I found out there's more things than just immigration that is needed uh, needed to be done. And that's when I, I was like, okay, you know what? Let me get involved in a rural township trustee. I lost by ten votes, um, but I, I was 20 years old when I did that. But it, I learned a lot from um, losing. And then in 2016, I tried again, won in King County Board um, the, as the youngest uh, King County Board member at 24. And 2019, I became the state representative at 26. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And I'm still the youngest Latina um, in in Illinois uh, for the state representative. So That's wild, man. Yeah, when I is. heard all of that on the pod, <laughs> on, on the other one, the, mm-hmm. what was the lady? Andrea. Andrea. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was mind blown, you know, because I'm like, what was I doing at 24? Oh, we know what we were doing. And, and then, well, yeah, people who listen to the pod, like, no te hagas, wait. Like, no, yeah, yeah, we were, you know. Definitely not doing that. Not, yeah, we weren't focused. <laughs> so here's a here's a question. Now you did mention like the traditional politician, white male, mm-hmm. you know, kind of doing things for themselves. Um, how difficult is it for you to to like advocate for us, the the Latinos? You know, because obviously you're this one right. person trying to do good, but we know how politics work. Right. You know, how difficult is it to like move around and actually get mm-hmm. things done? Um, where it matters. It's still a little hard, to be honest. It is hard, but I'm very lucky that I came into a new family. We have um, a close to, I think, 16 Latino legislators in Illinois, both in the Senate and the House. Um, and we built a Latino caucus that actually that has been something that has been built for almost 20 years now. Um, but it started off with one or two members for a while. And then slowly more Latinos would get um, into politics. And now we're up to 16. Um, And it's great because we back each other up. If we see something going on uh, or meetings or like for public universities, um, we we have meetings with public universities. And we ask like, hey, 
how many Latinos do you have uh, working for you? Okay. Uh, they say like maybe let's say two. It's like, okay, that's not acceptable. That's not, that's not a good number. How many do you have in leadership roles? They're like, none. It's like, no, that needs to be changed. Like we need more leadership roles. We need a president of university or something to be Latino. Um, and we need to change that. And of course, representation matters in a lot of ways. I got involved in politics because I, um, of course, because of my family, but at the same time, um, I saw that were some Latinos involved. I saw Lita Hernandez, um, Lisa Hernandez and from Cicero and Berwyn area. Uh, she was, she's been there for a while, but whenever I saw her name, her last name and the name nameplate in the house floor, I was like, okay, where's we say we have the same last name. That could be me yeah. uh, one day. And I was like, you know, that's what I'm going to go for. And, and, but it, matters that was representation that i saw i was like i saw latina already in there with my last, same last name and i was like that gives me more power to say you know i want to do this um but overall i mean it is hard especially as a young latina it, it people see me as a kid of course even though i'm 30 but people still see me as like oh she's too young you're gonna learn you're gonna see this you're gonna do that right right and I get it. There's a lot of things that I still need to learn. I'm not saying that I know everything. I, there's a lot of things that I do need to understand and learn and, and be patient. However, there's certain things that can be done already, and we're still not doing it. Like, why is it so bad that I'm asking for representation, that I'm asking for more Latinos to be in college or um, in the workforce or uh, getting homes or getting um, scholarships? Like, why is it so bad that I'm asking for for that to happen? Um, like we just, uh, we're announcing, um, I think the governor just announced today, actually, that he's going to give more money for homeowners, uh, for mortgage assistance during COVID time. So every time we do that, uh, applications and so on, I make sure to pass it on to m many people as I can for them to apply. And when the application process closes and they have the, um, the data, I, we do ask them, like, hey, how many of the uh, mortgage assistants were Latino? Like, how many people actually received that money? And they give us a small percentage. It's like, yeah, like, this is not helping our Latino community. Like, that's right. Yeah. right. Like, keep you, pushing it. Yeah. And that's something we've done. And, I mean, with cannabis, we did that as well. We have the social equity part of cannabis. We don't want more white males being owners of dispensaries. We don't want that. We want more Latinos, more um, black families to also own part of these dispensaries or the whole dispensary. But of course, that costs a lot of money. But we're trying to open a way that some of them can start um, and investing in that as well. So we're op we're opening doors, but it's going to take a while and it's going to take a lot of push because some people feel like they that we don't deserve it or people will... Uh, I mean, some Republicans will say a bunch of stuff. I think Darren Bailey, um, I just posted this today. He pretty much labeled immigrants as criminals, that we bring human trafficking, that we bring drugs, traffic drugs, um, and things like that. And so it's it's like, what are you trying to say about our people? Like, we are, we're hardworking people. Of course, there's some, like with everything, there's some people that maybe are not taking this country as an advantage and are committing some crimes. However, there's a lot of families out there that are working really hard to provide and to educate their uh, their families and just live a normal life. Like they don't want to bug anyone; they just want to stay here. Yeah, for sure. Survive. 
I'm going to take this time to to segue, because you mentioned crime, to segue into the Safety Act, which is um, uh, pretty much the main reason why I, I invited you on the pod. And and because um, I told you about all the like misinformation that's out mm-hmm. there. And I we talked about this where it's like the, the misinformation, it's like these little clips, right? right? Especially for like the youth. It's like these little like TikTok videos, 30 seconds. And like, okay, that's it. Like, this is what it is. Nobody actually really does any real research anymore. Mm-hmm. No one looks into anything. Not that I do. Um, I try to, so I can't. You know, I can't say it's everybody or whatever. But um, I'll also include myself in that category. Mm-hmm. But as far as the safety act was, was one of the main reasons um, overpopulation in in jail. Um, it wasn't one of the main reasons. Uh, okay. I, I, the main reason was that many people. Um, who are in jail are in jail because they can't pay a bail. Um, so that's one of the main reasons, um, especially when it comes to like small crimes, non nonviolent crimes. Let's say um, someone stole food because it's they're hungry. They don't have money. They stole food for their family. Now, this person, because they stole, they're probably going to go to get a, um, arrested. They put a bail that they might say, like, let's do, let's say five thousand dollars. Like you're gonna be put in and and uh, you're gonna get arrested and then put in bail five thousand dollars. If you pay those five thousand dollars, you're out of jail. You wait for your court date. They'll determine if you go to jail or not, right? But if you don't have money to pay your bail, you're gonna stay there until you you pay your bail or until the court tells tells you what you're gonna have what's right. gonna your happen to you. Yeah. Um. So that's currently how it works. Um. And it's not fair. For those individuals, because then that person, because he was stealing food or she was stealing food, um, they needed that food. So how are you, how are you going to expect them to pay this five thousand dollar bail? But it, let's say you have money, you do have money, you have to have five thousand dollars, then you're able to just get out. So we're putting right now as as it is, we're giving more power to wealthy people. Versus people that are low income and are committing these small crimes because of need. Um, with the Safety Act, it will actually flip that. It will be uh, the judges will determine if you do commit a crime. Judges will determine, hey, uh, you are a risk to the community. So you know what? No bail, not even bail for you. We're just not gonna let you out. Um, but if to that person that committed a nonviolent crime, they'll be able to say, you know what? Um, we believe that this is a mistake for that you made, but we're going to let you out. We're not going to give you a bail and we'll just wait for the court date. Of course, um, the judges will have a bit more discretion to mm. determine on this. If it is a violent crime, then they they can say, you know what? I don't trust you. You're, you're going to commit again. You're going to do this or you're stalking someone. You're going to, uh, if it's a domestic violence case, like we don't, we don't think you're going to stay away. So we're going to keep you. Right. Um, so that's that's pretty much what it is. Okay. I have a two-part question. Yes. So just to go back to like the population thing in jail. So we don't have an overpopulation thing uh, I think issue? I th- we. I mean, we do have a, a population uh, issue in our jails. I think uh, just overall nationwide, we do. Okay. Um, in, in the state, I mean, it's, it's something that we do see. And it's unfortunate that many of the people in jail are uh, minorities. So that's the population that we see. We see, but however, this, of course, we won't be putting people in jail for um, nonviolent crimes um, 
once again, the judges will uh, have that discretion. But also, we're not going to be letting people out. Like people say that it's going to be January 1st and people are going to walk out of the jail. That's not going to happen. Um, it's it's not going to happen um, at all. But people, of course, want to spread those rumors, uh, scare people. Uh, they want to call it The Purge, and it's not The Purge. I mean, I've seen the movies The Purge. Um, and, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not going to be that. No, and I think the last one, uh, per, the purge that never ends, or something like that. I forgot. They target Latinos a lot. They, uh, it's a immigrant. Um, it's, they're on the border of Texas and going to, um, and they're trying to target undocumented people. So why would I vote for a purge that might actually target the minority community? And right. I'm pretty sure I would be the first one um, on that list as well for a lot of people because of the bill I. Recently, actually, got a death threat um, a week ago. I did see that yeah. on your Facebook. Yeah. yeah, I got a death threat because of the Safety Act because I voted uh, for it, and it's unfortunate to to see that uh, from people because some people are are full of hate, full of hate. But once again, this is not to try and and hurt anyone um, in any way. It's just to help those that are uh, usually the victims of the the system. Of course. So as I don't want to say as minorities, so I just think there's a lot of people mm-hmm. um, who don't have faith into our justice system. So they they don't think that that judge will probably make the right decision. Like they're they're like there might be a quota now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like because okay. that bail it's going to be on the judge. So if there's a quota, right? This is hypothetically like if there is something like that. Okay. But now it's like we're doesn't matter if they believe that we're not um a harm to society like mm-hmm. it's our first offense or whatever but to try to meet that quota right we're not going to get bail so how how do you combat that like we're like we we don't and i say weak you know as just a whole don't have that faith that trust into that into our judge system to our judges who we feel like sometimes they are racist you know mm-hmm. who will probably try to put us away just to put us away yeah well actually uh there's a big powerful thing that everybody can do. Uh, judges are actually elected. So people can vote for them. People can vote them out. Um, so, of course, research does get involved. Yep. Um, we have our first female judge, um, Bianca Camargo. She's from Aurora. And um, you can elect people. You can elect Bianca. You can, uh, If you don't like what she does, you can always also take her out. That's same as me. You don't like the job that I'm doing. You can take put me in. If uh, I mean take me out. If you do, then you're uh, you can elect me again. Um, that's what we can do um, as a community and keep people accountable. Um, so if we do see someone that is is being racist or being unfair, then complaints can also be done. But also remember that in election and and vote them out. Gotcha. Um, so I think that's very important. I think that's something people sometimes forget that uh, it's not only the president, uh, state representatives, the senators who will get elected. It's also judges and school board members, um, library boards, um, and all in townships and so on. So there's always these local uh, politics involved, but people always pay uh, pay attention to the presidential. Right, right, well. right. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, so there is this one like main video, right? That's going around. It's like a mayor of some some small town i think and i don't know i think i thought it was a sheriff because he had like a little like star okay yeah and he's the one he's running for congress so this is his platform 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you know the video I'm talking yeah, about then? Where, so, yeah. where he's talking like where if someone comes into your, your home, your property, that oh. the police cannot do anything. They could just give that trespasser mm-hmm. a, a ticket. Is that true or false? Like under this bill, that's what yeah. the that's what the TikTok is saying, right? That's mm-hmm. like that small clip is saying where, um, yeah, someone comes into your home or uh, if they wanted to, if you have a shed and they stay there, like there's literally nothing they can do. Like cops can are like, you know, uh, they're handcuffed themselves. Like they can't yeah. do anything. All they can do is just write a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to get them out. Oh. And I'm just kind of like that. That would just kind of see more violence, right? right like you would right. just no. That's that's worst idea. No. Okay. Um. No. So it's not true. Um. To an extent. Um. So technically, if it is a non-violent, uh, trespassing, yes, they can only give them a ticket. But if you do see that uh, the individual's uh, intent to hurt, to steal, um, they can get arrested. They definitely can. Um, I don't know how many trespassing ha- has happened in our area to to determine. I, I don't think this is happening as often as people are making it seem like. Um, so, uh, so when you say that, like non-violent, I'm thinking more like solicitation, right? More like someone's in in your property, maybe trying to sell something. You're like, hey, leave, or I'll call the cops, mm-hmm. and they could just give them a ticket. That's what kind of comes to my yeah. head. Um, violent would be like, yeah, someone's trying to come into your home right. probably do some kind of harm right that's where the cops can take them away yes. right yes okay so, yeah. oh, all, right, all right yeah or steal something if they want or to steal. steal your like sign or something then you can so that's completely cops. false then yeah like, it is okay yeah. and they can't live in your shed <laughs> they, they they will get arrested um they if they peacefully just sit down in in your yard um they can get a ticket of course if they start acting violent then i mean yeah they, they'll arrest them okay yeah all right yeah because that was like a big That's one weird <laughs> i've never heard that somebody sitting in your uh, yard right, right, peacefully like in, like, that'd be weird man no, if i but, look in my backyard right. and somebody's just sitting there I'd, I'd be pretty freaked out well that is kind of scary right yeah, yeah. i mean uh, that hasn't happened bro knock on wood it's <laughs> ikea wood dude but nice. that's the thing like many people make it seem like this is happening every single day like it's yeah. gonna happen january 1st like it's i don't know about you but i i don't have enough time to sit in your yard for the whole day yeah, yeah, yeah. oh uh, yeah you of know? course of course so and i feel like that's for the most part a lot of people um as well like they don't have time to to stay in someone's yard or bug them or whatever and of course if they start stalking that's a whole different yeah it's a whole um, different thing yeah and that's a whole different offense as well yeah i mean i could see that more like in the city right like a homeless person or whatever you know just kind of Make, yeah. Maybe they want to just chill in your yard, I guess. Yeah. But I can see that more there. I don't see anyone coming over here and just want to sit in my yard, you know? No. So, yeah. People in okay. the city are wild, though, man. They are wild. They, they are will wild. try to grill out with your own Weber grill, bro. That's true. Hey, as long <laughs> as they share, bro. I live in a uh, in downtown in, in a, ca- a condo, and there's like a door that people can come in, and the second door is usually locked. Uh, we've had a lot of homeless people that stay inside the first door and sleep there. We call the cops. It is trespassing. They don't arrest them. They Even just now, wake them up that, and say, "Yeah, hey, like you can't be here. Like get out." And then, yeah. So that's exactly what's going to continue to happen. Um, of course, if he got violent or started breaking, damaging the property, then yeah, they're going to arrest them. But I mean, it's happening even now. So that's why when people are claiming like, "Oh, they're going to live in your shed," they're going to like they can't do and move them. Like that's not true. 
Okay. And more than likely, these homeless people that they're seeing, it's probably the same person every time. Yeah. Because out by me, there's this one homeless person, bro. He's literally just moving around all the time. Yeah. So he's either on Irving Park, he's on 59. The other day I saw him on 59, like in Bartlett, you know? He's not bothering anybody though, right? You know, he's No, just... he's not. And one time it was like middle of the winter, dude. My wife went out to the grocery store and then she saw this guy. Yeah. Super cold out and... And she got home and she's like in tears. I'm like, what's up, dude? Like, what's wrong? Like, you just went to the grocery store. She's like, no, I saw this homeless person. Um, I wanted to stop to give him something. I'm going to take him blankets. I'm like, dude, calm down. Relax. Like, I don't think that's safe. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't right, do that. Right, right. But then she's like, nah, I'm going to go do it. And, and she did. And the, the guy didn't even want the blankets. Yeah. He's like, he didn't want them. He's like, no. Nah. I love your wife. I don't know her, but I love your wife. Yeah. <laughs> that's, she, that's a pure yeah. heart right there. Yeah. yeah, for real. And she went. And she went and she's like... She came back and she's like, no, no las quiso. Yeah. No las quiso las, las, las blankets. And that, that guy's all over our town pretty much. Yeah. And like I said, in Bartlett too. And you just get to see him, you know. I mean, people are dealing with their own, right. you know. It's a lot of mental the, health. Yeah. It's a lot of mental health. I, I know yeah. in Aurora, a lot of people, we have a tent city. We have a small area that people live in tents. Um, a lot of people um, like to say that City Aurora is not doing enough, that um, the Hesed House is not doing enough. However, there's a lot of people that are going through mental health and substance abuse. They don't want to move out of their tent. They don't want to do a uh, go. So we can't force them either to relocate to to inside the shelter. Although we would love them to live in the shelter versus in the cold, but many of them don't want to. They don't they don't want the help or they don't want to cooperate because Hesed House doesn't kick anyone out. However, if you do become violent to their staff uh, or to others, I mean, they'll probably tell you, sorry, we can't keep you here. And then that's when the narratives start from um, saying, yeah, they won't help me. They won't do anything for me. And it's like, no, that's not true. It's just you're not trying to give your par- part to help mm-hmm. out and make sure it's... You don't want to be helped. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's definitely people like that. Um, as far as this bill, and I've heard it with other bills, both on the left and the right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like they said, um, and I say they because it was most likely someone on the on the right, mm-hmm. um, that this bill was passed at midnight. We had half an hour to to look at it, and it was like a thousand pages. You know, yeah. like they rushed this, and you know that yeah. that's why it got passed. So, and I've heard it on both. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. say it's just the right, it's just the left, or whatever. But I just I just heard it. Is this true? Like, do bills actually go through where it's like, here's the bill, half an hour we're going to vote on it, and then they have half an hour to read x amount of pages um yes and no um so how the safety act actually came together it's a company uh it's a package bill um some of these bills existed back in 2017 um and a representative would always like try and get these bills uh passed however because it was hard people wouldn't pass them because nobody wanted to talk about race. Nobody wanted to talk about guns. Nobody wanted to talk about certain things, right? Um, because of whatever reason um, it might have been during that time. So some of these bills existed a while ago. Um, and they were always brought up. So when that time came, um, many bills were put together into this major bill um, that contained a lot of things. I guess it was like a bunch of ingredients that were laying around but uh, and tried to make something but nobody would make something of it eventually this day they made a big bill and it's like okay let's do this 
Of course, they they sat down with many people overall, with um, police officers, with um, state's attorneys. King County State's Attorney Mouser was also involved. She's still involved in those discussions now. Um, and they they revised it. They Of course, it wasn't like a copy and paste. It was a copy and paste. And then it's like, okay, this line, yeah, we don't like this line. Let's put this instead. And, and they would have put a lot of amendments to it. And that's how the bill itself was formed. Um, so a lot of people do say like, oh, it happened over overnight, but it, it was something that was worked on for a few months already with looking into all these bills put together, um, sometimes years because of those bills that already existed, but actually putting them together was months. Um, and that day, I mean, we had a lot of things going on. Uh, we had to make sure we were done by a certain time frame. It was our lame duck, um, session. Many of the representatives that were there the next day, technically they wouldn't be representatives because they lost their race. So it's a great opportunity for many of us to pass anything we can during that time frame that maybe before they couldn't vote for it because they were scared um, that they wouldn't be able to uh, win in the race or um, explain this to the constituents. So, um, so many of them, you know, decided to do that, but that's why it was last minute or, or last minute, but not really last minute. I mean, it was late. I was there until like, until it was over. Okay. Um, and I remember I was told, okay, like go to sleep. You get two hours, come back and at eight o'clock. Wow. So I was like, okay. And it was a long, long day. Um, Cause the next day we were sworn in again as a new class. Huh. Um, but of course, a lot of people see that, they automatically think we're it's suspicious that we're working late. Um, it's something that we do. Uh, this past April 8th, um, that was our last day of session. I mean, we we needed the budget to get done. So if we don't have a state budget, we a lot of things won't get funded. So we couldn't go home until the budget was done. That budget was not, was not passed until like 5 a.m. Because we had a, a lot of bills um, to get through. Um, and a lot of debates. Sometimes you feel like these debates are going to be easy. And then there's debates that last like three hours. Like, is, is this part of like your favorite, like one of the favorite things that you like to do part of the job or no? Is the least favorite. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like fun. I do not like staying up till six in the morning um, doing voting legislation and sitting on my chair. Um, that is not fun. But it is something that I, I do somewhat enjoy because I know we're making history or in, in some way. Um, I know that I'm I'm very lucky to be where I am uh, because only 118 people get to vote, right? It's only 118 of the whole state get to press this button, yes or no. Um, and I'm one of them. So, and from Aurora. So I'm, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm very grateful for this opportunity that people give me to continue to do this. Um, of course, it could be difficult. Because things like wait, staying up till six in the morning, fighting, arguing, making sure that certain things are there for the community or are placed in the bill, um, it is hard. Right now, I'm in the gun working safety group, um, trying to prevent gun violence. Um, that's something that we're we're doing, and we started actually because of Highland Park. What happened mm -hmm. with Highland Park? And I've been in discussions for uh, every week for the past, I think, a month or two months now. Um, but the, that's the same thing. We've look, we're looking into past bills 
that people have put in place that never got traction because people were like, no, I don't want to uh, get gun people mad, right? I don't want to do this. So they're like, yeah, I'm not going to vote for it. So it, it's not, the bill is not popular. I guess that's what I can describe it as. Right. It's not, there's no traction. There's no, it's, uh, there's not, people see it as not a, as a need until something happens. And it's like, oh, nope, it's, there's a need. Let's, let's act on let's it. Let's start working on yeah. it. Yeah. What but, is the bill? Um, so we we still haven't presented it yet because we're still oh, drafting. So you can't even it. talk yeah. about it. No, we're. Okay. I mean, there's nothing set in stone. We're we're looking mm-hmm. into assault weapon ban, of course, mm-hmm. AR-15s, um, uh, banning high capacity magazines. That's the two main things that um, those bills already exist. However, they were never um, uh, the bill alone wouldn't get voted on. But once again, we're putting it into a package and other stuff that people and officers are asking for. Like some officers are asking for drone, uh, for drones um, uh, to expand the ability of them using drones. Because right now they can use drones um, to a certain degree, but they can't use drones to uh, keep us safe in parades. Like they can't just put a drone up in, in the 4th of July parade and see if everything is okay. They can't do that. It's illegal. So they are asking us, hey, can you please make this legal so we can protect you guys a little bit more and have drones uh, that can see on the rooftops and make sure that everybody's safe. So that's something that we're working on. I mean, we're getting we've been meeting with a lot of organizations throughout the few months, and that's pretty much what they did with the Safety Act for a few months. And of course, people might not hear this because um, it's not very. Uh, newsworthy to a lot of people right, right that we're right. meeting but i'm sure when the day comes and it's like okay here's a bill people are going to be like oh this happened really quickly what this is not cool what um uh, you're taking my guns away like they're passing this at six in the morning this is not cool but it's something that we're currently working on and i'm telling you guys like we're yeah, working on constant. it yeah and but you probably won't hear a big commotion until the bill itself drops and it's like okay we, we're gonna vote on this of course. And and I want to get back to that real quick. But um as far as the safety act, like what are some of like I guess like the the, the positives, right? I mean, because I did hear something like there might be more funding. Yeah. You know, um stuff that doesn't mm-hmm. get brought up, you know, all the negative or or right. you know, whatever they want you to focus on, that's what um they blow up, right? Mm-hmm. So as far as like the safety act, what's in the bill that um is positive or that Yeah, so Currently, a lot of people like to call this bill also defunding the police. This is not defunding the police. This is actually giving police a lot of money. Uh, we're giving $200 million uh, to police officers um, across the state for more equipment, uh, crime, um, um, uh, being able to solving, crime solving, um, for training as well. Um we're asking for more training for officers to be standardized because um, sometimes right now, um, some officers, I mean, if you have a good police department, they might be like, OK, you know what? They might need the escalation training. They might need um, racial bias training um, and they'll do it. They'll do it out of their pocket, out of their budget and make sure they find the resources. But if you have a uh, a police department <clears throat> that doesn't believe in racism that exists and they're gonna be like and eh, that's not really important right, right but no like we put in place that we're asking more cops uh, depart- and police departments to be um standardized with their training making sure they receive um 
a lot more um, mental health as well, help assistance. Um, it's it's very important. As we've seen, uh, many officers are committing suicide. Uh, many officers are um, the ones creating uh, domestic violence as well. So it's something that we need to make sure that we are helping officers because they're they're dealing with a lot. I've been on several ride-alongs already with the sheriff's department, with APD, um, to see their jobs. I've been part of the Citizens Board, um, Citizens uh, Police Academy, and it's a 10-week course every Thursday for a few hours, and, and I did it here in Aurora, and they teach you pretty much of what their job is, and they make you go... Um, like they do role role playing in several ways. It's like okay, um, the cops are actually the bad guys, and they dress down and they pretend they have guns and everything. And you're the cop going to this car, and the and another cop is actually saying like, okay, don't give your back. Um, make sure you're always putting your hand just just in case, like just in case. Uh, check and make sure who's check who's there. Beam the light so you can tell who's in the car. Like it was. All that it was very important for me to see that because I learned a lot of their job, and I know there's cops that are out there that might be the bad apples, of course, that are giving bad reputation. But there's a lot of good cops that do care about their community and do what uh, they love what they do. Um, so this is the safety act was not never to um, to damage their careers or to uh, end cops or to officers. Them. Yeah. Um, it was to give them more resources, more authority to themselves in a way, not towards us, but towards themselves and accountable to make sure that they are also properly taken care of when it comes to uh, a mass shooting or um, anything that happens in, in the world. We, I don't, I don't want to imagine anything bad, but anything that happens, they have the right equipment. Some equipment might be older. Some vehicles might be older cameras. They might not even have body cameras because they don't have the budget. And now because of the state, we're asking them to have a, um, uh, body cameras for 2025. So that's something that we're actually asking for as well. And that's awesome. Just because, um, of the whole defunding the police, you know, that that's what a lot of people think that's going to happen. Like, no, we're, we're going to be in a city where like, we have no cops. You're, everybody's out for themselves, you know, and they're going to try to take away our guns. Mm -hmm. Um, me and my, my, at least myself and I think Copanoi, we're, we're for the second amendment. Um, we don't have any rifles like that, any, any high uh, caliber rifles, but what, what would, and, and I know it's not a bill yet, right? It's mm -hmm. not, it hasn't been put together, right. but, it's like, what if the people that do have them, like, would they have to like just turn them in? We're currently working on that. Uh, we've actually, we're wondering some uh, of some pistols, some stuff, because some things are family owned, right? They're, your grandfather yeah. gave it to you and it's a family heirloom. Um, we want to make sure we grand possibly grandfather things in. Um, for AR-15s, I'm not sure what we're going to do, honestly. But when it comes to pistols, we're, we're looking into like, okay, can we pass it on to maybe a son? So instead of um, some a neighbor or anything, like as if you have a gun, can you pass it on to your son directly and they can keep it? Um, so that's something that we're, we're looking into. Um, what happened in Highland Park, um, the dad was able to co-sign for his child to get a Ford card. Mm -hmm. We're looking mm -hmm. into that too. Like, is that something that we should be doing or should we not? Gotcha. So, 
It's it's a conversation a lot, that we're right? still having. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that is a lot. And um, we're we're gonna almost kind of already start wrapping it up. Already went over like that. Oh, yeah. The hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but uh, one of my last questions is gonna be like, how do you see like our current state, not just state of Illinois, but just um the U.S. in general? Like, how yeah. do you think we're doing? Um, and and not to like be like comparing uh, as far as like presidents like Trump versus mm-hmm. Biden and whatnot, but I think it's just it's a little bit worse right now, you know. I think everybody's kind of going through some hard times, you know. Obviously, uh, inflation and, yeah. and and whatnot. Like, how do how do you think? Um, like, is it getting any? Do you think it can get any better? I mean, I think obviously eventually, but it doesn't seem like it right now. And right. I know Russia and Ukraine and and every, the rest of the world affects us as well. So there's yeah. nothing we could do. Whatever goes on over there, I mean, it's not like we can control it, right? right. We just kind of have to um, roll with the punches, I guess. But how do you, how do you see the the current state of the U.S.? I, I see it hurting. I do see it hurting. I mean, in many ways, right? Financially, uh, spirits. I think our spirits are sometimes down um, when it comes to to a little bit of everything politics. I, I hear in a, in the doors whenever I knock on doors, they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing politics this year." And I'm like, "What? What do you mean?" Like we should do politics uh, because it's if we don't do politics and other people will be controlling us. Other people will like, you know, be mandating certain things. And, and that's not what we want. We want to make sure that we put people in that will believe our values are going to be doing the work for us. Um, so I think overall our our nation is, is very hurting. I mean, we had four years of of Trump and that created a lot of division. Amongst a lot of people, um, like I said, I, I got a a call um, saying a lot of nasty things, and I feel like before Trump, maybe this wouldn't have happened. People usually would have, you know, maybe felt hate, but they would have suppressed it, wouldn't say it out loud. But now Trump gave them a platform to say, like, "Yo, yeah, you can say whatever you want. You can go ahead. It's freedom of speech." And I, I understand freedom of speech, but at the same time, certain things that I heard it should not be freedom of speech. It's it's very it's hate yeah. It's it's very hard to hear it, and it's also hard to. Uh, when I've been, I was calling the uh, police department for this. I was like, I just can't believe how imagination people have on the things that they want to do to another person, um, and it's just. I, I honestly, as a as a human, I was very discouraged um, that day when I heard that because I was just like, well. What am I going to do? How can I keep my staff safe? How can I keep myself safe? How can I keep my family safe? But also it was like, I love the people. I love the community. I love where I was born and raised. And to hear this from someone else, from another human being, I was just like, what's going on? What is going on in the world? So I'm hoping that soon, I'm sure, I mean, we saw it with 2007 and 2008 uh, with the recession that we had. Um I'm not sure if that's going to happen. We might see it soon. If it is, I'm sure we're going to pick up again. We have to. I mean, we we have to find a way to pick up ourselves. And, of course, um, like you said, what's going on in the world is not helping us in in any way. Yeah. Because, of course, we saw that our gas prices went up. Yeah. Um, Because of that, it was not the gas tax, like a lot of people are saying. Um, Because we saw the gas tax before that, and it was decent it was like three something yeah. now we're, it's it's been four for a couple months now yeah so it was 
pre uh, pre gas tax, but now with this, it's I think it, we see it a lot more um, that a lot of people are just spreading hate. Uh, we're seeing that Texas is sending immigrants, Venezuelans to Chicago, close to 3,000 now that we have. And we're trying to help them as many as many as we can. But it's hard. It's hard. For sure. Um, to, to end on a, on a lighter note and, and a happy note or whatever, we love talking about food. <laughs> I <do too>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're in Aurora local, right. and um, like I said, I, I've I've uh, I've moved here to Aurora like four or five years ago. Okay, so I still don't know all the spots, and my companion doesn't live here, uh-uh. but um, we do like eating, and okay. uh, we do like trying new spots. Uh, for you, is there any like top spots that you would uh, recommend for us to go and try, yes. or anything off the top of your head um, that you can think of? So I like I said I wanted to be a pastry chef and I love desserts. Uh, so one of the places I would recommend is Atravete, um, on it's on Montgomery actually on River uh, Street, Montgomery. It's in downtown uh, Montgomery, and they have amazing pastries, amazing coffee, amazing like um, cakes and so on. They used to have a tres leches and vinado tres leches, so it was uh, it was really good. Um, but now they have cheesecakes, uh, uh, croissants, and things like that. This is more like a coffee shop. Yeah, nice. it's a, like oh, okay. a little coffee shop. Um, but right next door, um, in their um, during winter season, it's Grumpy Gauchos, the empanadas place. Mm-hmm. They also have great empanadas. I believe they're not Arge- I think they're Argentinian. Yeah, Argentinian empanadas. Um, and then of course, um, Bolivian empanadas are Alicia's, Alice's Corner on uh, New York Street. But for tacos, Taqueria El Tío. I love Taqueria El Tío. It's good. Taqueria El Tío. Where's that one at? And the that. it's on River Street in the corner, right by the library, um, okay. on River and Benton, right by like a a window tenting shop. Yeah, it's around that area. It's really good. They before um, the pandemic and inflation, they used to do Dollar Taco Mondays. Oh and man! And you would see me there every Monday eating tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, of course, it's it's a little bit more full price. So I I tend I still go, but of course I'm, I might not go every Monday as I used to. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. Favorite tacos? Uh, lengua. Lengua. Tacos de lengua. Yeah. So those are good there. Yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I don't. I think they maybe because of inflation, they probably removed the lengua now. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, Remember what I was telling you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but they used to. That. They used to have lengua, and it was very good. So. Okay. So, yeah. Taqueria tío. I think she's we the first one out. to mention. Yeah, to mention Taqueria tío here in Aurora. Yeah, t- typically it would be um, like Durango, Taqueria okay. Durango. Um, obviously, the the our friends, our homies, uh, Pariente Mix. Okay. Um, we've had them on the pod. Delicious food. Mm-hmm. They just actually just had a pop up um, with our sponsor, Lumber Mix. Um, it was it was pretty good. Uh, it was, it really was good, yeah. I think in the west side. Of, I don't know my side. I don't know. I think it was the west side of Aurora. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much eighty eight in Orchard. No. Yeah, was it? I think it's Orchard off Galena. Or That's what I'm saying, but it was yeah. on Galena. Yeah, right? on Galena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say uh, for tortas though, for to- tortas I do really like um, Cinco de Mayo uh, Bakery. There's oh, uh, that? yeah, it's uh, there's one on Jackson and one on New York Street. Uh, no, not New York Street, uh, Lake Street. Um, and it's a bakery, but they started doing like gorditas in the mornings, uh, tortas throughout the day. And they're big tortas. They're really good tortas, and they give you like their the soda and the, your chips, a whole meal for like maybe fifteen dollars. Um, so it's not bad, but that's it's a hidden spot. It's a, like a hole in the wall because people those don't, are the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah those are people the best. don't believe that there's gonna be tortas in a bakery. So 
Yeah, that's I wouldn't great. have thought so, but yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah we we got to try some of these spots, bro. Yeah, we'll put them on the list. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, any last words before we wrap it up? Um, no, thank you so much for coming. And, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'll, let, I'll let you finish it off and see what you have for us. Um, do, do you have anything for uh, as far as like do you want to let everybody else? I know you, uh, you're going for re-election on November eighth. Yeah. Um, District eighty three. I, I don't know what that consists of. What area? So, so because of census, uh, we, every ten years we change the the maps. Um, I'm gonna be the fiftieth actually coming up the district. Oh, okay, yeah. District fifty. So I'll lose eighty three. I'll be fiftieth. Uh, but the new area that I'll have is gonna be uh, Aurora. Uh, North Aurora and Batavia. So right now I only have North Aurora and Aurora, but I'm also going to get um, only in King County, but I'm also going to be expanding to DuPage County in Aurora. Awesome. So, but yeah, November 8th is the election. Hopefully everybody comes out and votes. Go out and vote, um, people. Because it's, like I said, it's very important. If if you don't like the job that I'm doing, you you have the option to vote me out or vote me in. Um, if you do like the job that I'm doing, um, I hope people like the job that I've been doing. I've been putting my heart and soul as much as I can to this job. Um, even putting my health in danger at at this year. Um, but it's, it's something that I I want, I mean, I want to do It's It's something that I is passionate for. Um, I, I love my community and I hope to continue helping, but hopefully everybody comes out cause I know midterms, uh, People don't tend to come out because it's it's not the presidential year. It's not the big right, election, right. but people need to start focusing a lot in local elections because those are the ones that matter the most. I know we didn't talk about this, but I know the casino, Aurora Casino, is going to be possibly relocating to um, a new area. So if they don't like that idea, they can always vote how um, what they want in the city for city council. And once again, these are elections that will you will see. The change you will see an impact that are affecting yeah. you directly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, versus presidential, presidential you might see some stuff, but you might not see it right away, um, and not really close to home. So. For sure. Do you want to share your socials or anything like that? Or, or? sure, yeah. Um, for I, I mean, I have a lot of uh, social media. I have a rep, uh, Barbara Hernandez, um, for Facebook, and that's my state side. For my campaign side. Because I can't mix both of them together because that will be corruption. Um, I have uh, friends of Barbara Hernandez for my campaign side um, as well. And then Instagram, I have uh, my personal one. And then I have the rep Barbara Hernandez Instagram, Twitter. I just have one Twitter. And that's I usually I can post on both from that because it's only my personal uh, Twitter, okay. LinkedIn and everything. But if people want to reach out to me on the state side for policy, they can email me at repbarberhernandez at gmail.com. And if they want to get involved in campaign or go to fundraisers, they can reach me at friendsofbarberhernandez at gmail.com. Nice. And I'll make sure to link it in the description. Yeah. That would be good. Um, uh, just out. click on the link and just reach out, you know. Yeah. Um, but thank you again for your time. We oh, really appreciate you. it. Um, this was definitely an experience for me. Like, I, <laughs> you know, like, like I've told you, like, we just started this pod about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I never saw ourselves, like, you know, in uh, yeah. Sitting down with a state representative, you know, so it's definitely yeah. like a milestone for us, you know. I saw your podcast. You guys talk about a lot of different topics. And We're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah which yeah. is great. It's great. So congratulations. I'm Thank glad you. you appreciate it. Keep, keep doing it. Yeah. More people need to be aware of what's going on. Of course. Of appreciate course. It. November 8th, people. Go out and vote. And this is Compas Unfiltered. Thank you guys for listening and for watching. It's not what you're Peace. Peace.